To the Ether, today is Thursday, June 8th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Axelar's June Community Call featuring Kajira. Let's take a listen. All right. We've got uh, both of you guys on as co-hosts, so let's uh let's kick this uh let's kick this AMA or community call off. <laughs> All right, so um my name is Kate. Uh, I do community um, at Axler, and this is our monthly community call for June. Uh, so the way that these are set up is we have our community advisors. So on this call, we have Fig from Squid, um, and they invite guests of you know some of the projects that they're super excited about, um, want to get into, and uh, and share with our community. So I pass it over to. Fig, our uh, our other co-host. Hey, Kate. Thanks for having me. And hey, guys. Happy to be here. So we've got um, this week or this month, we've got Kajira joining, um, who are an amazing team who we work really closely with and who are doing some awesome stuff in the Axelite ecosystem. Thought it'd be great for everyone to hear firsthand what they've been up to. Um, should we just get started, Kate? Do you want me to ask the Kajira guys to... Sure. Yeah. yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Do you, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Um, Dove, you take it away. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, everyone. Um, it's Dove here. I'm speaking from the Kajira account, um, I guess, because it's a, it's a good sneaky trick to get more people in. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, and we do we do have Brett and Hunts listening in. Um, and yeah, they, they, they might, uh, they, you know, they, they might jump in at times, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can, but yeah, we are the, the, the three co-founders of Kujira. Um, and as, as, as Fig mentioned, we are doing a whole ton with Squid and, and Axelar, you know, for Axelar right from the beginning. And of course, in the recent months, a lot with Squid just because, I mean, it's just really, really impressive. And especially when it comes to what we're building um, and what we're looking to do in terms of trying to abstract away um, as much as we can from the concept of, you know, where am I? Where should I be? I have tokens over there. I want to move them over here. You know, all, all those good things. Um, the, 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 these are reasons why this partnership has been particularly exciting and cool. So yeah, I'm sure we're going to get, get into all of that down the line on the call, but yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank, thank you very much for having us. Thanks for being here. Um, yeah, super excited to get stuck into all of these things. Um, I wonder if, um, maybe a little bit to, to start with, could you just give an overview of, um, of what Kujira is? Like I've it's kind of amazing how how fast you guys ship i've always been like flabbergasted at seeing things just appear out of nowhere um and you've built everything from a layer one chain to like DeFi primitives to even a wallet now um could you talk a little bit about the the strategy of it seems like maybe you're going for a bit of a vertically vertical integration approach and 
and maybe tell the audience um, just what you already have in production and, and how you think Kajira will exist in the future. Yeah, absolutely, Fig. No worries. So um, we started out with, with with a concept that we had for liquidations. And uh, by that, we mean we we realized that how liquidations were handled could have been much more community orientated. Um, and at the time, we were a protocol on Terra, as I'm sure some people do know, but if they don't, that's kind of how we started out. But we quickly started to have much bigger ambitions. Um, and we realized that as a team, we really do want to build not just a protocol or, or a DAP or whatever you want to call it that can benefit the community in some way. We actually really wanted to build a suite of products that can kind of all complement each other. And that's really what we've been concentrating on. So there's kind of two pillars with Kujira, I would say. And we've kind of come up with this. This is not necessarily a rebrand, but like the focus that we are looking at now is the concept of Kujira is for everyone. And although, you know, that might sound like some kind of soundbite, like we don't, we don't believe that. So when we approach building each of the protocols that we do, we try to think, well, how has this been done in the past? Um, and how could we potentially surface this to the community? And with that in mind, um, we started with Orca, which is um, it's the it's the very first public marketplace for liquidated collateral. And that, that's a bit of a mouthful, but it's actually not it's not that crazy a concept. So traditionally, how liquidations work is um, you get bots, basically people that that run bots and they have you know obviously they have really good infrastructure and they have a lot of money and if you look at you know most sort of money markets or but basically any anything where liquidations are involved which is obviously a lot of DeFi, right so if you're gonna basically if you're gonna borrow something usually you would put up some collateral against it if you're going to be minting some kind of stable coin, it's a similar concept. You, you're effectively taking out some kind of a loan. You're basically taking your assets and you're saying, I don't want to lose my asset, but you know, I'm, I'm, I, I want to do a bit more with my capital. It's not really unlike the real world where you would have you know, X kind of backing yourself going to get a loan from the bank, for example. And so we built, we built Orca and you know, it's been really, really, really good. I think it's had... Um, pretty good success. And the main thing, as I mentioned, is really this concept of surfacing stuff to a community that has particularly been pretty much hidden away from them. Um, and so with Orca, instead of having, you know, four or five people with bots and, you know, a million dollars in in a particular stable that are just waiting to kind of snap these liquidations in a first come, first serve manner, which is how, you know, most most liquidations even still work to this day um, in the DeFi ecosystem. Um, what you now have is this concept that the people themselves can come along and make bids kind of in their own time, remove this concept of first come, first serve, which is something that we've really always tried to steer away from because it's not human friendly. Um, it favors it favors people with good tech and money, which is kind of like the way we view Kajira is pretty much the opposite of that. We genuinely want anyone with a wallet. We believe that's the spirit of DeFi, right? The spirit of DeFi shouldn't be, well, you're a whale and 
you know, you've got amazing technology and you can beat someone to the post. We believe that's really not what DeFi should be about or just the concept of decentralization and crypto in general. That kind of, it seems a bit backwards to us. So with that in mind, we then started moving through the gears and the next product that we created was Finn, which is a a 100% on-chain order book decks. But there's a couple of there's a couple of cool things about it, we feel, in that it's completely fair distribution and it's crankless. Now, what those two things mean is if you look at, say, say for example, AMMs that are offering limit orders, what happens in that situation is you actually need a, a physical person or a bot, but you know, it's the same thing, someone running a bot that has a, that, that has a bunch of sort of specifications and parameters that they run through and they need to go off and they need to fire off a particular trade and what can what can and often really really often happens is that of course if you are a bot and you are looking at a trade you've got one trade that's you know worth a million dollars and you've got another that's worth 10 you are definitely going to say actually i'm going to crank that that bigger trade and i'm going to benefit from it and you end up with literally just end up with limit orders that don't even fire off because for obvious reasons, like I just said, those things just get ignored. And so you could find the price ripping in either direction up or down from wherever, wherever your order was placed and you get nothing. And so again, with Finn, we looked at the whole system and we came up with a way of making it completely fair. So if, for example, with Finn, if you place a limit order, let's say at 50 cents of X token, and that price hits, you are absolutely guaranteed to get at least part of your order filled. And that's where the fair distribution comes in. So for example, if you and one other person, if you had $10 in a trade, and someone else had $90 in a trade, you would end up literally with 10% and 90% respectively of that of of that trade being filled. And so this is something that we then carried on through to Bo, which is an automated market maker, not not a not an AMM, not not in the traditional sense, not like a money market. But so again, with market making, it's again one of these situations where and we've experienced this, right? So you you have a token and you know you you do relatively well and you start getting tons and tons of messages from all the, you know, all these big market makers. And you know, by the way, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like saying they're doing anything wrong. Like it's great. You know, market making is a good service and people offer that and there's nothing wrong with that. But as I say, at Kujira, we feel like, well, why not if a market maker can benefit from market making as they do, because they typically take on, you know, a lot of your native token and you pay them monthly as well. We then thought, well, again, no, let's go again back to the drawing board and let's build something that instead of market maker, one person, one company, for example, you now have that one person would be supplying the liquidity on either side of the book. And then perhaps those trades are, you know, people that are familiar with Bo, we're not talking about insane numbers in terms of the trading APR. So the market maker literally placing placing bids below and above the spread, you might not be in for, you know, crazy, crazy APRs just from trading. 
But what you have is the option for teams like Kujera or external teams to come in and incentivize these pairs exactly like they would with a traditional market maker. So again, you now as a person that just has a wallet and some funds can go and put, it feels like an AMM, you can, it, like any kind of liquidity pool, you can go and supply liquidity on either side of the pair that's being traded. So let's say it's, you know, Axelar, USDC and Kuji. You can supply each of those in equal amounts and you are now the market maker and you can now be the one, you are now the one benefiting from the incentives that would usually go to a regular market maker, i.e. one, you know, one company, maybe even one person, just for example. Um, and so this is kind of the ethos that we've always carried through with all the products that, that we build. Um, the other one that we've, that we've just come up with now is Ghost, which to be honest is, you know, really a quite stock standard um, uh, money markets. So just straightforward lending and borrowing. And, but again, there's no tricks to it. There's no, I don't know, some kind of hyperinflationary yield coming from nowhere. It's literally just based on the fees that are being charged either to, uh, well, the fees being charged to the lender and interest going on the way um, of the borrower. So these are the, 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 these are like the, the core pillars that we've been working through. And then the Sonar app is something that's going to basically tie this entire ecosystem together but in the palm of your hands and something that we really are going to be driving as not just some way to poke around the Kujira ecosystem in a friendly way but a way to actually onboard people into DeFi um, in, a, in, in a way that feels comfortable to them. So, so I hope that wasn't too long but yeah there's quite a lot to go through. <laughs> no you've got it nicely organized in your head. So much there that you guys are working on. Um, yeah I was thinking um, Thinking about how this sort of vertical stack that you guys have built interacts with your developer ecosystem, because I also know you have projects which um, deploy in Kajira. You have um, smart contracts on your chain. Um, is the uh, how do you see that? And right about here is where the space rugged and the second space started up right about here. Hey, everyone. Um... Yeah, some technical stuff. Can 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 everyone hear me? Just like any kind of hearts or thumbs up or fancy stuff you can do. There we go. Cool. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this this has been happening on on Twitter. Like it's it's crazy. You know, like I, I don't get it. But anyway, now we we now have the power Axelar and Squid community. <laughs> um, I am the captain now. But yeah. Anyway. Um. Not, not like, you know, obviously not super useful, but hey, Fig, how's it going, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I just unmuted to laugh. I don't know why I do that. No, all good, man. All good. It looks like, yeah, it looks like pretty much everyone's back. So yeah, these things usually work out okay. And yeah, there's definitely like um, on the last two or three spaces that I've been on personally, this has happened. It just kind of drops off and then the whole thing rugs and you have to create a new one. But you know what? The community get it and it looks like pretty much everyone that was here is back again and more people listening so yeah man like um again thanks so much for having us um just yeah obviously super pumped always to to chat to people like yourselves we are like super deeply integrated um as we were saying it's been uh, a real key part of and i guess uh, like not to not to try and take the wheel but um, I guess something that I just wanted to kind of preface now that there's been a bit of a gap 
is that I think, you know, everyone wants this kind of cross chain stuff to go on. You know, they want this kind of liquidity shared between ecosystems, but sometimes when it comes to the idea of, of bridging, you know, people get, for some reason, they're like, you know, get, get a bit scared about that. But what I, what I really love about you guys, if I can just kind of turn the tables for one second, is that you guys are tackling that very much head on. And it's been something that has been very, very important to us. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll get to, we, you know, we'll get to the hows and the whys of that. But for sure, like, just for everyone on this call, I mean, Axelor and Squid, to be fair, like for Kujira, have been, well, easily the most um, kind of responsive and active team in terms of helping us reach whatever goals we are we, we, like we, we are going through and the, what, what we're trying to achieve. So anyway, Fig, yeah, uh, let's carry on. <laughs> and thank you for those kind words. That's insane. You guys are, yeah, I mean, you guys are insane as well. I, I said that like every time we go in the chat, it's like they've shipped a new product and it's almost like we just mention and mention an idea and I like wake up the morning after and they've already built it. It's really amazing seeing you guys, you guys ship. Um, and also you've taken to the cross chain vision and understood it like probably better than like anyone else really. You've, I've, I wanted to ask you, I mean, I was going to ask you later in the, in the talk, but let's just get into it now. You've, I've, I've seen you, um, not only just integrate like our technology, but actually go across into these other ecosystems and start making partnerships with teams in the Polkadot ecosystem as well as um, across like the entire EVM ecosystem. Not to mention your a Cosmos chain, and I'm sure like you've you've made a lot of partnerships within the Cosmos too. Do you want to? Um, could you tell tell us a little bit about just that strategy and like how you how you've enjoyed um making partnerships with teams on in a different ecosystem and how um like why you do that and how it's worked out yeah absolutely so um and this is kind of like on the back of what i was saying about what you guys are doing it kind of really does make it possible um so before like the the, the very first cross-chain interaction that we had was and this isn't kind of this wasn't really by choice per se, but what I mean is it was more by relationship and getting to know people. Um, and so the first the, the the first interaction that we had with um, another another chain and another community was uh, with the Polkadot uh, community, and um, you know we had uh, you know we, we 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 had done like a whole bunch of work and. You know, we had really like dug deep in terms of Orca because that that's that's kind of you know our first product, and I guess in a lot of ways we kind of feel like it is our, I suppose, flagship. That's a bit of a bit, bit of a dry word, but I guess it is what it is because I think it's it's something that kind of at least it can get the attention of people, which I think you need in this space, right? You need it's it's quite handy to have something really new. Um, and, you know, I guess sort of innovative and whatever, I don't want to like put words in my own mouth about what we've done, but that, that was the easiest way for, for us to reach out to people and say, okay, what, listen, like, why don't you, why don't you think about this? Because it, it's, it's a paradigm shift, right? It's not just, oh, here's a piece of technology. It, it requires people like having to really, uh, change the way that they think about, in this case, how liquidations are done and all the rest of it. So. 
to to come back to your question, when when it comes down to like you know the interactions we've had and and how those have gone, um, it's been quite nice for us, I guess, to kind of lead with Orca because it's it it, it is one of those things that I guess people can look at and say, oh, okay, hang on, this is a paradigm shift. Like this is interesting in that the community can suddenly take hold over something that, as I mentioned before, you know, has traditionally been left for this kind of, I don't know, you know, this sort of like underground group of people that are just swimming around with their bots and stuff like that. Um, but since then, uh, you know, the game has, has changed somewhat and legitimately that is uh, thanks to you guys. So for example, now, um, I think you kind of alluded to it, you know, the, 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 the way we've embraced the kind of cross-chain stuff. And even though we know that there might not be much liquidity now, we're not really stressed about that. Um, I was actually having a chat with, with Hans the other day about how we value uh, generic growth way more than, you know, like, for example, waking up tomorrow morning and, you know, the TVL has done a 3X, right? Like that kind of stuff to us, it doesn't signify real growth or organic growth, should I say. And so coming back to the integrations that we have with uh, Squid, Axelar in particular, we've been able to really create some, uh, what we think pretty exciting things. Like for example, um, the ARB token is now available as collateral to Mint USK. And that's, that's kind of one, decent example I can think of that is brought about pretty much entirely because of the tech that you guys are building. And yes, we get it, right? Like people are going to look at, oh, you know, there's only like 5K worth that's been minted. And that's fine because it's not about, I, like, I don't think this cross-chain sort of, or even cross-chain seems weird to me. I, I, well, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you guys, but I feel like it's more about like almost abstraction than it is about cross chain. You know, I, I think, yeah, uh, like I think those, those, you know, people have been speaking about cross chain for forever, right? Like it's been, it's been a topic that has been brought about in, in, in the blockchain world for ages, right? Everyone talks about cross chain, like this is the dream, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, well, how is this going to happen, right? Like how, how is this actually going to become a reality? And, What's happened in the last, specifically, I would say, hey, Fig, you could correct me, but I'd say probably the last six months, I would say, things really started changing um, in that regard uh, from, from you know, really kind of crusty solutions that just seem clunky and bad and, you know, the user's just not going to get it to now where we are super excited about the fact that, you know, for example, um, with Sonar, People can literally just restore their, their their MetaMask seed phrase, and suddenly they can interact with their uh, literally one click to 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 bring down their their assets that are that, that are on 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 MetaMask. In other words, Ethereum or, or for example, some other EVM chain. And this is really, I think, you guys have quite clearly made some pretty big strides uh, strides there in terms of. You know, going from this concept of, oh, you know, we, sh we need to be cross-chain and this is what needs to be done to it suddenly becoming uh, quite a reality. So in terms of Sonar, like our mobile app, as I was mentioning, these are, these are huge benefits to us because um, people can literally just go on, restore their MetaMask seed and suddenly they don't, I think we're getting very, very, very close to the point where people don't actually need to 
even be concerned about where where they are, where they might have been before, and all this kind of stuff. So I don't know. I guess not to like you know. I, I mean, I'm not the host, but it would be cool to I guess hear from your side about you know how you guys have achieved that. No, I mean you know <laughs> see you laughing like no because it's fascinating to us, right? Like we we speak a lot and like we we utilize this tech, but you know we don't often get the chance to. You, you, you say we are shippers, like we keep hearing from you guys all the time. Like, oh, here's a, here, yeah, now you can do this. Now you can do that. Oh, here we go, Kujira. Here's a, here's a one, literally one click Ethereum to, to Kujira. Like it's mental. So I guess it would be, I'm, I'm assuming that people don't want to hear me babbling on as much as hearing how this tech has actually come about or I don't know, any, any insights from your end. Now Fig's going to rug me after that whole long speech. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> are you still there brother oh no i was on mute the whole time <laughs> i said we could have a uh i could i said we could definitely have a conversation it doesn't have to be a one-way street <laughs> not, not two, two rugs in one day oh my god okay yeah great great jeez you left me sweating there <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i think you're right six months ago i mean that was basically when we launched but like six months ago we I think the the idea of cross chain starts to fade into the background. That's what I mean. That's our, our whole goal is that you you shouldn't even really need to think about going across chain. Um, and we we're a big part of that solution, I think. But the wallet is really that's where it all comes together. And it's really exciting to hear um, about Sonar and like that you guys obviously understand this and you're leading the way with user experience there. Um, I guess you asked what else has really changed recently. I think uh, the the twenty second swaps that we have, and it's actually like ten seconds in most cases. But Axelar and Squid have got all cross chain interactions down to about twenty seconds. This is just within the EVM world for now, but we're doing it in the Cosmos as well. Um, I think that's a huge difference because. Previously, if you were to go from Arbitrum to any chain, it would have to you'd have to wait about twenty minutes um, for it to be secure. And now that we've got that down, like twenty minutes to twenty seconds, it's not a ten x improvement; that's a sixty x improvement. It's like really, really different experience. Um, so I think that's changing. Another thing we're working on is um, essentially the gas experience. I think I think we've mostly solved it now, so that. Like whenever you use Squid to get onto a new chain, you can um, like we can detect if you have any gas on that chain, and we can program the swap to swap a tiny bit into native Kajira or Ethereum or Matic or wherever you're going, so that you have gas to use that chain. So I, th I think that's a good enough solution for now. But in in the long run, maybe there'll be more complex ways of of solving gas so that you don't. You don't even know you have gas. It's everything might be gasless, for example. Um, but really, I think the next step is the wallets. That's where um, that's where we're going to see a big lift. So we'd love to hear more about like if you want to explain more about Sonar. Like it's a it's a multi-chain wallet. You can log in with you. You can use your MetaMask seed phrase, and then suddenly have access to more more chains than metamask has access to that sounds sounds really cool you're going to have portfolio management in the in the wallet or at least access to DeFi. you want to dive into that a little bit more yeah absolutely so um 
you know, we, we've obviously had to have a long, hard think about the, the overall, uh, I guess, global approach of Sonar. Um, we are, we don't want to try and compete with every wallet provider out there. I think that's, that's something that we need to make pretty clear, right? We, 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 we like, you know, as, as I explained before in, in the first part of this call, um, we are building sort of, I, I guess, rails for people to be able to come along and build all sorts of strategies, DeFi strategies or, or, or otherwise, right? Um, to be able to come along and build on top of what we've already built. So if you think about the concept of kind of, you know, okay, yes, of course you have an order book, which you can, you can do X and Y with, you know, you, you, you've got, you've got uh, Orca, which you could plug into and, and, and do X and Y with, of course, you can build a, a number of strategies on top of that. And when you look at teams like Calc and um, well, pretty much anyone building on, on top of the Kajira chain, um, you mentioned that we ship a lot like, and I said this the other day somewhere, uh, the reason for that is because we've been adamant on building these rails that people can build on top of and not being frightened about p potentially this, this concept of a lack of liquidity right now, because what, what, what can you do, right? You, you've got to, you've got to build rails that people can build on. And if you don't build those, people aren't going to come. And if people don't come, you know, there's not going to be liquidity. So this is kind of our, you know, we, we, we don't rely on external forces or anything. We, we, we're just building um, an ecosystem really from the ground up. And then, you know, when it comes to Sonar, for sure, like the approach that we decided to take was not to, you know, not, not to just come out and say, you know, we're another wallet. There's some amazing wallets, right? And, and you can see we promote them, right? It's like whether it's Leap, XDFi, Kepler, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, all these guys are doing amazing work and they're building brilliant wallets for DeFi. And honestly, I can imagine even myself, I'm going to continue to use those wallets for sure, hundred percent. But what, what we're trying to do with Sonar is almost, we almost want people to, well, we've, we kind of don't want people to think about it as a wallet. It's a, it's a DeFi application. It's a native DeFi application. And so when you mentioned how do we picture people using it and moving around the ecosystem, we are literally going to natively build in pretty much every, well, as, as much as we possibly can. So for example, right when it launches, you know, there'll be Finn, uh, obviously trading or, you know, order book style, but from completely decentralized from within a native mobile app, you know, that goes without saying you'll be able to manage your uh, USK minting positions, all this kind of stuff. But very soon after, and, you know, like, like you said, you know, we, we pride ourselves on being, being able to build and, and build relatively quickly. What we, what we see the Sonar app becoming is really a portal into DeFi that can actually help people be able to move around. And I, I guess the, the, the whole point is to be able to put your money to work, right? I guess much like you would... In, in any kind of other bank or whatever, but now I don't know where, where, where you, where you guys live. It will depend on, uh, what kind of interest rates and things that can be offered. But certainly in a large part of the world, you just have this concept of almost like zero interest, right? It's, it, 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 there's almost nothing in it for you. And I mean, in parts of Europe, it's like you, you, you almost, you, you, well, you're literally paying to, to have a bank account. So what we're trying to really, really do here is to, 
build a financial ecosystem that can actually benefit people. And it cuts out all those middlemen that are probably coming along and say, well, you can't have this cut, you can't have that cut. And you're going to be left with, you know, your 0.001 kind of interest rates. And you, and you kind of wonder, what am I doing here? So in terms of Sonar, it really is more, um, and of course, it's the Kujira ecosystem, because right, we can't, uh, you know, we, we can't build a DeFi app that works on some other platform like we we're building with what we have. So Sonar really is going to be um, a way that you can just come in in the palm of your hand and actually go off and, hey, you know, I might want to lend, um, you know, I might want to lend something out to people, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll gain, I'll gain something for that. Um, I might want to borrow. I can come along and I'll use my assets and borrow, you know, borrow against something else and go and go off and, and, and get something else, you know, get some stable coin or whatever. You might want to do it the other way around. You might be shorting, um, whatever the case may be. We want people to be able to move around in an ecosystem from the palm of their hands. And the ecosystem, of course, we know best. And the one that we can actually build an app for is the Kujira ecosystem. So just to be clear, this isn't, this isn't necessarily something that's trying to come along and say, oh, you know, we're going to like defeat whatever Kepler or, or any of these guys, because we work closely with, um, with pretty much all the wallet providers. Um, but yeah, like just to, just to go back to kind of what you were saying. Sonar to us is really something that needs to be a Kujira specific thing. And we even, for example, we had a workshop with the Calc guys. Uh, we are like super committed that it's going to be open source, but also we're going to work closely with teams um, in terms of helping them on board into the app. So you'll be able to kind of like, um, you know, just kind of like shoot through to your favorite application, but it's, the idea is it's not just this kind of wallet connect and, you know, you sort of still need to be on a browser. The ultimate goal is that all of the most, most key functionality will be actually native inside a native application. And we think that's, you know, we think that's pretty exciting, really. Um, we think that we think that is, you know, I guess we kind of went the other way around, but we sort of have to, we had to, right? Like we, we didn't have a native mobile app to sort of build on. And also, even if we did, uh, I don't, this is kind of what we keep saying to people when they're like, oh, why, why, why shouldn't Kepler do this or whatever? We don't expect Kepler to imagine, integrate like the whole suite of Kujira apps into their native apps. It's like, it's never going to happen uh, for obvious reasons. And we respect that. But we need a place for people to be able to come in and do all sorts of cool stuff that you can on the Kujira network from the palm of their hands, uh, from a native app. And yeah, so I, I hope that kind of explains that vision that, that we're thinking against, you know, a, a regular wallet per se. Yeah, that vision, I think is perfect. We've been, I think in, in the troughs of this bear market in the last few months of just everyone I speak to is waiting for what's the application and in a way, we have a lot of applications already, but maybe this model with needing to log in with your wallet um, is is not the only way that you access crypto. You, you can have these um, complete applications where it's, it's more of a portal and you, you have inbuilt wallet functionality, but that's not what it's about. It's about actually doing things which um, you want to be doing with crypto. like accessing the different technologies and things people are building. Um, I've got, well, Thyborg, we've got Thyborg on the spaces here and Thyborg is 
a, uh, I'll let him introduce himself, but he's a amazing trove of information and figure in the cosmos. Um, also, I think he's recently been a bit Kajira-pilled, so it might be good timing for him to jump in and maybe ask a question or two. Yeah, that's exactly right. I've been uh, Kujira-pilled by the uh, Don Kryptonium interview and the uh, Dove the other day. <clears throat> that was a that was a great one. I knew Kujira from the Terra days, so I was a I was a Terra user, and I think uh, I think Dove nailed it like a couple of minutes ago when he said, you know, you want to be able to put your money to work, and at the same time have the ability to use it easily, right? And that's really what I, I liked about Terra at the time, and that's why I got into crypto in the first place. Uh, is because you know you could put your money in Anchor. Obviously, that was uh, proven to be a very bad idea, but you you could do that in theory. You get twenty percent yield, and then go on in Terra and have fun, you know, on on, on your free time. Uh, and while you were at work, your money would keep working for you. I think that was a you know that was a great value proposition for for people. Clearly, very unsustainable the way Terra designed it, uh, but you know at least the concept was there. And and what I like about Kujira. Uh, is that it, it's trying to replicate that. So, you know, as, as I'm speaking right now, I have some uh, I have some ST atom put to work. I'm getting the atom inflation. At the same time, I have some uh, USK bidding on the on some uh, on some Kuji, in fact. Uh, and you know, the fact that that you know I'm speaking here and at the same time this is going on in the background and I'm trusting Kujira uh, you know software to essentially do the work for me, I think is a great it's a great setup. Um, and I had a, actually uh, on that topic, I had a question for Dove uh, on, on, you know, maybe maybe I, I would want to understand a little bit more about how that, how that works. Uh, you know, like say, so I, I just described the setup, right? Like I have some ST atom, I borrowed USK. Uh, I, learned, I learned this USK. I got XUSK. I use the XUSK to bid on Kuchi. Maybe uh, it would be nice for, for, for me and for everyone here to understand in that case, you know, if Kuchi uh, goes down for some reason, and uh, and you know I'm I'm able to get some liquidity Kuji. What exactly happens in the background uh, for for the, this XUSK? Yeah, sure. So I mean, the, the the thing is like what we've been careful to do with the ecosystem is not prop it up with any kind of. Um, I mean, I don't want to say that anyone else has done it in some kind of fake way, but so for example, like. With the Kujira ecosystem, when it comes to borrowing and lending, it's pretty straightforward. You know, there's fees paid on 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 some person's side, and those then, of course, get passed on. And so, if you if you if you are going to lend out, you are obviously people pay to borrow, right? That makes sense. So, the difference here is that there isn't just this kind of like once off twenty percent or whatever that's been given out that is like, you know, potentially not going to be sustainable down the line. It might be sustainable in in the near term. But I think the difference with Kujira is that this happens um, organically, much, I guess, like much like you would have expected a bank to do it probably back in the day. Now, obviously, I'm hesitant to mention, <laughs> you know, TradFi and, 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 and regular banks. But I think what's happened is that they are just sort of printing money and I think things have got out of control. But if you think about it from our perspective, it's actually quite simple. There's no real tricks, right? If someone is being charged a commission on, or, or a fee on one side, that's being passed on to somebody else on the other side. So if you want to go off and you borrow any asset and you end up with this kind of X asset, um, that, that, that APR that you are gaining is simply coming from somebody else being willing to be charged that fee, right? So this is something that isn't, and that's that's kind of the thing we keep saying with Kujira. You know, we're not 
we, we, we don't pretend to reinvent the wheel in every circumstance, right? Like Orca may, yeah, sure. You know, sometimes we're going to come up with something that uh, is simply a way of wrapping up something that's happened before, but potentially in a more human friendly way or in a more democratic way. But the important thing to realize is that whatever, whatever APR that you're sort of getting from one side is definitely being paid for in one way or another from the other side, right? So this is like, this is something we really want to stress. This ecosystem is not built on a single guess. There's, you know, there's not one bit of, of, of code or algorithm or anything that's trying to say, okay, something might happen in the future. Therefore we can crank this thing to X. Um, and so it really is just a, I don't know, it's kind of like a bipartisan, you know, like, okay, I, I've got this, you know, I, I, I get charged X to do this. And then somebody else on the other end is gaining from, from that. So when you, when you look at all the X assets that are available on Kajira, it really is exactly that. There is, and this is something that we were super careful about. There isn't a way. Um, okay. So. We, we want and need this ecosystem to always at very, very least be net zero. That's the main thing. So there is no possible way that you can go and break the net zero potential effects of the Kujira ecosystem. So hopefully that answers the question. Like if, if somebody is being charged something on one side and someone is gaining from it from the other side, this is where your um you know your benefits and your apr come from and that's why those aprs keep on they dynamic right because it, it depends on the utilization rates and a whole bunch of other stuff that you know obviously people much smarter than me have actually designed but these are just basic financial uh, concepts that we have put onto the blockchain we don't want to do anything that is wild crazy and unsustainable so that's really that's really what it is you're just simply receiving um, the benefits from someone else making an action on the blockchain. Right. So let, let's say right now I just logged in as you were as you were explaining. Uh, the APR on USK is fourteen percent on on Ghost. Can you uh, maybe explain? You know what? Like the other day it was four percent. For instance, I, I think it was a week ago. Uh, so maybe can you can you can you describe here what are the levers that you know push up and down the uh, the APR for USK? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know, Hans, are you even available right now? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously more, I'm more of the, the, the kind of like mouthpiece, <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I do a bit of dev, but I'm a UI dev, you know, obviously I, I understand the systems as well as I can, but you know, when it comes to it, the, the exact systems that are put in place, I do know that um, it really is just depend. So for example, if you have somebody that is, you know, literally, uh, paying X amounts to 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 borrow, uh, you look at the utilization rates across that. So you look at the amount of assets that are available that are being uh, up for lending, and it all has to do with the amount that it's being utilized or not u utilized. So this is kind of like if you just think about the the APRs that are being applied, these are always they have to be dynamic because it it it, it all it all depends on how much of the asset is being uh, lent out and how much of those fees are then being consumed by people that want to borrow that really is like the basic the basic analysis there isn't there there, there isn't any there's there's no trickery involved in how how this might work it depends on literally 
the, 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 the as I say, the amount of, of capital that is up for, for lending or borrowing and the amount of people that are actually taking up that lending or borrowing. So if you think about it, obviously, if the utilization rates change, the APR kind of has to change because there's only so much in the pool and so much that is available to everyone. Um, and that really is, that's kind of like, that, that, that's my basic answer to it because that, that really is all it is. Um, obviously, if you have an infinite pool of funds and an infinite, uh, I mean, a finite pool of funds and a finite pool of people uh, lending out at a certain rate, that simply determines what is going to happen on the other side. So it literally is just a case of how much, how much is in the pool, how much is actually being lent versus how much is being borrowed. I guess you could think about it similar to, 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 an, uh, to, to a liquidity pool, I suppose. You know, uh, you think about the utilization rate is like if obviously if way more people dive in, that APR comes down, it's very much the same concept, except now, these are real commissions being charged or real interest rates being charged instead of the concept of, you know, oh, we, we are pumping, you know, a whole bunch of free tokens into the market to prop up this rate. That is the difference. We don't have that concept of, except on Bo, where you can actually have people that can apply incentives. Then, of course, you can sort of get um a fixed well not fixed but a but 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 a semi semi fixed apr um and that's basically it man it's it comes down to the amount of capital available and the amount of utilization of that capital that is being used and that's why these things will vary but that's what you want right you don't want a system that can go insolvent because <laughs> on one side of that utilization rate something is being skewed yeah, that, that, that's right. I think I was I was mostly curious, you know, it seems to be working really well. Right now, the borrow rate for USK is like 22%. So that, that's a super high borrow rate, meaning people are willing to borrow USK at 22%. I, I was wondering if you had any clue about, you know, why people w would do that. Um, yeah, as I say, it, it, it yeah. really is. It really does just come down to the amounts of capital involved and how much it's being utilized. And um, that that is all very much... Uh, circular. In other words, there is, the, 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 you know, there is no way to like break outside of those bonds. Like you can't, uh, if, if, for example, it swung the other way, and and you know what what I mean is the the, the it went lopsided between the, the borrow and the lending, then it would simply change, and that's why it's dynamic. The, the, yeah, as I say, there's there's no real, um, yeah, there's no real magic to it other than just a normal balance curve of how you would usually look at at lending and borrowing. Got it. Yeah, another very interesting side of, of Kujirat for me, and, and maybe you can uh, can describe that a little bit, uh, was the whole senator system. You know, we, we, we are launching in a chain security. The uh, validators of the sovereign chains that are moving into a chain security are not going to be producing blocks anymore. And so, you know, we've been discussing uh, what kind of role they could have uh, and possi possibly some, some things around governance are the obvious answer. And at Kujira, it seems we've, you've been already thinking about that stuff and kind of have a model already that works and that is different from the traditional Cosmos model. So it would be great if you can describe briefly, you know, how the Senate model works in Kujira. I think that's a very interesting topic. Yeah, no, definitely. So we, we, we realized that there was somewhat a disconnect between, I guess, regular governance, you know, we, we call it chain governance, 
Um, and then Senate governance, that's just kind of the terms that we've given it. We realized that there was, um, it was quite tricky to try and give the validators, you know, that responsibility of having to basically make the decisions that m probably most affect the chain in terms of the, I guess, the, the actual development of it in terms of uh, protocols coming on board and the growth in terms of new projects on, on the chain. Um, and we started seeing that it was coming up more and more. You know, we started seeing that uh, the validators were feeling like they were kind of, you know, punching underwater a little bit. And they were kind of battling to take on both of these roles of both, you know, just simply securing the chain. And of course, there's regular governance stuff. You know, I'm talking about, you know, regular upgrades or, you know, w w whatever stuff you would expect in, in terms of um, standard governance. And then there was, we saw this whole other aspect coming into play where obviously we have our community fund and we had uh, this concept of people coming along and, you know, requesting funds. And I think what we've all probably seen in governance is there is, a, there is fatigue um, for sure. There's governance fatigue. And then there's also just the fact that probably a lot of people in the community will tend to vote yes if you know what i mean like uh that that is a thing right and and i don't blame people for that right how could you so imagine some some someone comes on board and we've had this we've had we've had one or two instances already where these projects have come on board and said okay we um you know we we need 100k or you know we haven't had any crazy grants or anything but it's still it's enough to make you wonder 100 150k to come along and build some whatever auto balancing who knows and they end up just going quiet after a few weeks so we kind of we spotted this and, and we realized that this was a bit of a problem and so the kind of solution that we came up with was the idea of the senate like a group of people that could be more intensive to the needs of people that are coming on board to build on kajira but also to try and vet, I suppose, in a lot of ways, the requests that come through to make sure that we can try and be as close to possible as not um, giving away loads of money for, for no reason. And, um, and, you know, I'll be honest, Thyborg, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of challenges. There's a, like, there's a ton of challenges, even with the Senate. And, but, but it's a good thing, I think. You know, we've, we've had to grapple with it a lot. And, you know, there's been a lot of... Uh, I don't know. Just, just there's been cycles in terms of even the Senate that have been really tricky for us to manage. But I still think you know we have to try and propose solutions, and I think that we're getting now towards the point where the Senate is actually starting to uh, flow a bit more freely. But yeah, that was really the reason that we came up with that with the Senate concept and why it's been running like that. Because yeah, as I say, a kind of the, this idea of uh, uh, fatigue in terms of governance when it comes to validators, but also be uh, making sure that you can at least have a, a group of people that can um, both help and vet projects that are coming through. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's it you know it's it, it's a, it's a start. Yeah, I think what's uh, especially interesting is that these people seem to be accountable to the community, which is not the case. You know, for for me, obviously, I work a lot on the Cosmos Hub. Uh, a lot of these validators are people that participated in the fund, fundraiser that have, you know, huge amount of stake in the Cosmos network. 
sometimes it's their own stake. So essentially, you know, they, they can vote the way they want. Like they, they don't have to report to anyone about the way they want. And the, the community and people on Twitter can complain, but it won't move the needle. And I think the, the, the Senate model is, is different in, in that the people that got elected seem to be caring about what people think and the feedback they get and the pushback sometimes that they get a lot more. Like they have to answer questions from the community. And that's, uh, that's what really caught my attention to, uh, to the Senate model. And that's something I would like some, some consumer chain on the Cosmos Hub to explore, like similar models. Um, so yeah, I will yeah. Uh, hand back the uh, line of questionings to, <laughs> to Fig now. I think I've, done, uh, I've asked you enough questions, but definitely you know, a project that I think is very different from many others in Cosmos. And so that's why it's, uh, it's great to get your take on it. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Davo. <clears throat> thanks for the questions. Um, I've actually got a call coming up, so we should we should start to wrap it up soon. Do you want to? Um, I'm going to hand it over to give you an opportunity to shill even more, Mr. Dove. Um, what are you guys excited about coming up? And I mean, apart from Sonar, maybe, but what would you like to to share? What would you like the community to get involved with to try try things out? Yeah, no worries. So, um, yeah, obviously, like as I said, you know, Sonar is more kind of the the bringing together of of everything we're doing under one roof, making sure that we go mobile first. We didn't have that option to do it earlier on, but now we're at that point, which I think is cool. But I guess just to, because of the context of the call, I guess um, there is some stuff that we've been thinking about, which is uh, super interesting. And I think especially with the GMP uh, stuff that you guys are doing now, we are, by the way, we are like, I, I, I mean, I don't know the timeline, but it's not like I'm hiding it. I think it's sort of like maybe a week that we'll be able to roll that out on the Kujira chain itself. Um, there's some massively exciting opportunities there. And um, speaking to Hans and Brett about it uh, over the last few days, because we've all been in the same town for a while, which is cool, as well as the guys from Kelk. And the reason I say that, because it does all... Uh, tie in so it, the the opportunities that I think the tech that you guys are building and what we can possibly do now are becoming a lot more uh, limitless. So if okay, let, let, let's look at something like um, Orca just for example, because potentially most people know maybe a bit more about that in terms of interacting with it. But there is now or very, very soon going to be the, the opportunity for people, let's say, on Arbitrum, um, because that, you know, that seems to be a community and an ecosystem that is, it's, it's almost just kind of naturally unfolding that we're connecting. Um, it's not really been something just by the way that we've necessarily rushed out and created. It's actually been very much community-led, which has been amazing. It's purely community members that have gone out and pushed um USK and, and Kuji out onto the Arbitrum network, which has been fantastic. Genuinely, like, not, like I'm not just saying this. It's, it's almost had nothing to do with us. We just kind of jump in when people tell us. Um, and so now, so, like, so part one is something like this, right? Um, once these upgrades roll out, you can legitimately have somebody on Arbitrum with the wallet of their choice going, okay, I, I'm going to bid in uh, an orca pool, right? And then retract from an orca pool. So if you think about it, those are really the, the, the only two actions that they are worried about. Um, and they won't, well, they, they won't have to know 
what's happening in the interim because that's being handled by obviously fig your your lovely technology and this is something that's pretty pretty damn insane um i guess the second consideration is okay well why would somebody necessarily want from an, from the arbitrum network want to come along and bid on say kuji or atom but this is kind of what i was trying to say before it's like you don't, you know, Rome isn't built in a day, right? Like you don't, um, you, you, you can't expect everybody to understand the, the, the sort of like global crypto uh, dream that we all have. And I guess not even we do, right? We're just trying to work towards building solutions. But so if step one is literally, okay, here we go. Uh, you can now just just make a bid. Oh wow! It's it, it was hit and then retracted, and in your own favorite wallet, in your own favorite ecosystem, you end up with these assets. That is pretty damn huge. Um, in terms of this like one-click approach, I, I genuinely don't think that's 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 not even a done thing right now. And then I think the step moving on from that is this sort of like total abstraction. Um, but for that to happen. It is important that we have this presence on, let's say, Arbitrum, which we now do, right? So we now, at least the Kujira token is there and USK is there. Um, of course, down the line, hopefully, you know, and this is what I was saying on Honest Spaces the other day, like right now, everything seems quite siloed. But if you think about what is going on now, again, with the work you guys are doing specifically, we can't really imagine what the tech is going to look like in you mentioned six months you, you had only launched imagine six months from now i would like to think that there's going to be way 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 more abstraction and way more opportunities that we can't even see so you know the dream sure someone from arbitrum just comes on can i mean technically you can actually bid on arbitrum liquidations on kujira but like i say that's still there's still one or two little kinks in there, but this is the, the first step is this GMP Kujira, just it's, which we already have this one click into Sonar, this like complete abstraction of where, where you might be coming from, where you might be going. And we believe that that is like something super important for, for people to have in the palm of their hands. So yeah, I mean, hopefully that makes sense, but that really is the thing that we are now pushing forward. We've built these rails, people are going to build on top of them. Um, you know, teams already are, uh, again, yes, like when liquidity, blah, 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 all that stuff, we get it. But liquidity comes when uh, good products come, I think. Um, and, 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 and that's what, that's what we're doing. Yeah, 100% focus on building. Yeah, that's um, very exciting. I can't wait for single click into Sonar from Arbitrum. Or it's yeah, I won't, I won't give dates on what we're launching. I think you already said a week, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, I've I've got to jump off. Thanks so much for the chat. I had a lot of fun. And thanks, Cyborg and Kate as well. for Thanks, Kate, for having us and uh, Cyborg for jumping on. Um, yeah, thank you, guys. You awesome. Yeah. This is great. Thanks for being flexible, everyone, and joining us over on Kuchira's page. This is uh, this is great. Super, super interesting. and. Um, yeah, excited to uh, for this the alpha that you dropped to uh, to come to fruition uh, in a week or so. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you, guys and girls. Appreciate it very awesome. much. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. guys.
Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Axelar's June Community Call featuring Kajira, recorded on Thursday, June 8th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support meow. And did you know you can find all the Kajira Spaces over on KajiraSpaces.com? Oh, that's right. Wink, wink. Nice. I'm going to tell you something. When the world starts to get really bad and these mugs out here robbing, you're going to love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning And I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun And I'm like, one out of a hundred, I'm just building up on it To sum up everything we built her in the last hundred upsets You're getting salty, feeling faulty, you ain't no man I keep robo here, grinning it, 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 throwing up anarchy Smoking toiletries, spitting philosophies Look at the dossier, we rack like geography There's layers to this shit, like it's sedimentary All these little onion peels getting torn off and buried Imagine the smell, that shit is a vital experience without knowing how you will not survive, period. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking trip, man. Jimmy, if you Jimmy, if you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death, like on a spaces of a life, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house soon. I swear to God, man, I've got fucking loads of weapons and my dogs, man. You just a little rat, man, gone. Fuck off, man. Do one. Fuck off. Harmony. No, no, the wonder you're looking for a fucking job. You fucking idiot. You've just been fucking up with this. Fuck off. Try to change the course of the portion philosophy I'm just here for the corporation sponsor But bottom me feels like I won the lottery Like I'm ghosting this pottery Chill, Demi Boy, the shit's supposed to be haunting If it wasn't, ain't no puzzle You would try to train your muscle Air dropping like a fatal hustle But the pay is bustin' Think of all the loss of crew Just to pick up off the truth Because I'm not figured All those sub would make up for something I guess it just goes to show The fuck do I know? At least it's quiet over here I like my little silo It's better than watching them fight over How to divide my time between Sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and Mole, they shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash loans bang, they feeling like paparazzi Snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, meteora jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We rapping a lot of pay dirt Maxing out relators Imagine the smell, five dollar wrench to your Darth Vader It's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance That everyone here is talking about uh, blockchain attack. We know who all the validators are. We know, we know where they live. And we're, and we're going to their house with a wrench, a big wrench. And we will attack them with the wrench. And then we will take their validator home physically and put it in a truck and drive it to China. Right, so this is an extension of the, the activities you performed on, on BTC, right? Uh, funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to Lunk uh, in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, Balaclava, and they have wrench and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they're usually uh, in the shower with, you know, with trying to wash uh, their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes.
So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. But if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we uh, we hit them with the wrench really, really hard. And then they say, stop, don't do that again. And we say, that's okay. Just give us your validator note. And then they give it to us and we drive it to China. Spaces.